Dear subscribers, I welcome you to our May episode in 2019. We will start the episode with news mini section about the advances in ITS and autonomous driving. Also, we have a review on a book about road pricing, technologies, economics, and accessibility, edited by John Walker. I hope you enjoy. This is Mayam Kavishkar. Giving you the news mini section for episode 52, May 2019. Toyota Research Institute Advanced Development Triad, Toyota's automated driving software development company, Maxar Technologies and Entity Data, will collaborate on a proof of concept to build automated high-definition maps for autonomous vehicles using high-resolution satellite imagery. Doing this, they try to advance Triad's open software platform concept, or so-called automated mapping platform, AMP. Mandali Khalesi, vice president of automated driving at Triad, said, Recent advances in electronics and aerospace engineering are leading to higher resolutions and more frequent updates of global imagery from space-based assets. The three companies will combine their efforts to convert satellite imagery into vehicle-friendly HD maps. Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla called Waymo, Alphabet self-driving car unit, a crutch. At their recent Autonomy Day event, he criticized other companies for using LiDAR technology, which is very popular between big manufacturers making driverless cars. LiDAR is costly and can increase the price of final product. But Waymo says, with their new technology, the price of LiDAR will drop by 90%. Musk and Senior Director of Artificial Intelligence, Andre Karpathy, both said that with the power of AI and massive data sets, cameras can be trained to work better than LiDAR sensors. Karpathy mentioned that LiDAR will have problem distinguishing a plastic bag from a tire, whereas a well-trained Tesla, equipped with cameras, combined with a supercomputer accessing a massive data set, can. Maybe training a computer to do so seems very difficult, but Tesla claims that they are doing it. Musk said, whether autopilot is on or off, the network is being trained. Every mile that's driven for the car, that's equipped with hardware too, or above, is training the network. Musk basically said that Tesla will become an autonomous vehicle Uber within a year and a half. General Motors says it will launch a fully autonomous taxi service somewhere in the US this year, but expects the initial rollout to be limited. Brian Raymer, a top research scientist at MIT's Center for Transportation and Logistics, believes that for the foreseeable future, if not always, cars or other mobility devices will need to function under a set of engineering constraints. Raymer said that any engineering team working under a reasonably adept regulatory authority would not develop systems that drive in conditions that do not permit safe mobility, like blizzards or hurricanes. Waymo is testing its autonomous cars in Phoenix, Arizona, with 1.6 million population. No matter how the nature and environment was friendly there, have been incidents that people of the city showed their anger towards the driverless car passing 
by or parked. And there have been already two dozen attacks in Chandler, a city near Phoenix, where Waymo tests its vans. Despite all that was said, CarGuru survey shows 11% increase in acceptance of driverless cars compared to last year, which was only 21%. Marriott Brossard has used the term techno-chauvinism in her book title Artificial Unintelligence – How Computers Misunderstand the World. She believes this is a suitable term for those who look at driverless cars merely from the eyes of economy and benefit. She says that sure, the current system isn't perfect. Humans have plenty of biases that affect how people interact in and around vehicles. But turning control over to sensors and code only reinforces existing social problems and makes them harder to see and more difficult to fix. On the other hand, we have to consider that increasing population in developed and developing countries will push us towards opting for more intelligent transportation systems. Governments know about this and they are revamping the research in this field. Development should not be confined into their research only. They have to update infrastructure and tech fields such as GPS, carrier access for land mobiles, dedicated short-range communication, and many more. According to a research by Worldwide Market Report, the main deterrent to market growth is a slow infrastructure growth in developing countries, followed by the lack of standards and a negligible interoperability between various modes of transport and technology. In this research, it is mentioned that the key opportunity for the market is developing the smart vehicles which could be operated on intelligent roads. In addition to this, the demand of V2V and V2I also will drive the market growth. Thank you for being with us. Dear Professor Haluk Aaron from Ferrat University, Turkey, has reviewed a book. Let's listen to him. This is the book review section for ITS podcast. Reviewed by Dr. Haluk Aran, Ferrat University, Elazığ, Turkey. The book title is Road Pricing, Technologies, Economics and Acceptability and consists of 648 pages. Published by the Institution of Engineering and Technology in 2018. Edited by Johnny Walker. Toll roads go back thousands of years. There were toll charges on the Susa Babylon Highway in the 7th century BC and in the Roman Empire in Europe in the 14th century AD. In the 17th century, the Industrial Revolution in England used the turnpike roads from 1663 onwards. When there was more transport demand, leading to an expansion in highways, better road maintenance and increased economic activity. Of course, roads are not free. Some would argue that motorists pay a lot more in their taxes than they receive back in road construction and maintenance. But if the costs of congestion, pollution, health and safety are taken into account, the scales are more evenly balanced.
over the entire world, road pricing is increasingly being implemented to combat traffic jams and pollutant emissions, to compensate for income from fuel taxes, to improve the efficiency of existing transport infrastructure, and to fund new transport projects. Readers can find very few road pricing engineering books for transport planners. The present book aims to fill the gap for preparation, implementation and technologies of road pricing schemes throughout the world. It also aims to provide information to politicians and policy advisors about existing and future pricing applications. This multi-author book explains some of the economic theory, the different kinds of possible road charging schemes, the current electronic technologies, and public acceptability. The present book consists of 22 chapters. Chapter 1 and 2 mention about transport economics, dealing with misunderstandings to discount road pricing. It is not dependent on privatization, but more efficient than fuel duty. It has both congestion mitigation and revenue-raising effects. The chapter concludes with some potential feature scenarios. Chapter 3 describes the road pricing technologies and technology-independent issues including policy context, scheme design issues, and the functional requirements. It then describes the three major technology options. Radio frequency identification or dedicated short-range communication, global navigation satellite system or cellular networks, and automatic number plate recognition in specified cases. Chapter 4 states that transportation infrastructure reduces congestion in the short term, but causes additional vehicle use, meaning congestion. Pricing is the solution, but different approaches are needed in different situations such as single-entity, high-occupancy toll lanes, distance-traveled, zone-based, and parking pricing. Chapter 5 and 6 are related to the public acceptability of road pricing. They provide road pricing implementation and the planet technologies. Chapter 7 and 8 draw lessons on policy developments, the implications and the experiences for transport policy in cities, as well as case studies of communication and consultation strategies and travel demand management. Chapter 9, 10, 11, and 12 cover standardization for the safety, reliability, and quality of products and services. They reduce costs, increase productivity, and facilitate access to markets. 
they describe the European Electronic Toll Service. And they provide a practical guide to the automatic reading of vehicle registration plates, its standardization, implementation, and interoperability. Chapter 13, 14, and 15 are related with congestion charging and lessons learned, as well as some suggestions for implementing national road pricing. They advise on moving from conventional barrier control tolling installations to open road tolling, resulting in more efficient solutions like increased traffic throughput, reduction in traffic incidents, less pollution and fuel vestige from vehicles queuing at toll booths. Chapter 16, 17 and 18 comprise standards and implementations of tolling using GNSS technology and charge trial programs, including accuracy, availability, signal reception and implementation issues. Chapter 19, 20, 21, and 22 summarize the outcomes in terms of traffic reduction, emissions, and impact on user groups, concluding with a discussion of the very unexpected public and political acceptability of the policy and interesting alternative technique to address traffic congestion. Chapters remind us that, using road pricing, how decision-makers to cope with transport-based problems and challenges, such as congestion, pollution, greenhouse gases, climate change, and energy shortages. Road pricing hosts some of the economic theory behind the different kinds of road charging schemes, the electronic technology already in operational use, and public acceptability if users understand the reasons for using it. This multi-author book provides different aspects of road pricing. Of course, it is impossible to cover all road pricing schemes worldwide, or all interests in the subject at national, regional, or city levels. However, a representative schemes and technologies are described in the book chapters. Finally, I hope the book provides an overlook for potential readers. It can also be useful for researchers, professionals, and decision-makers. Thank you, Haluk. Thank you, dear listeners. Don't forget to share and subscribe and check out our other media for other news. This podcast is sponsored by IEEE Intelligent Transportation System Society. This was Maryam Kaveshkar from IEEE ITS Society.